Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. Uh, most make, make a note of the timestamp. Yeah, can't yeah. use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking of unusable, I have read one of this week's stories. Right. What do you think? Well, I just feel like I'm I'm just being set up here. I, I feel like I'm increasingly being used. Hmm. Either well... for you, either for you to express your deepest, darkest desires about each other's wives. Oh, fucking another one. No. Or no, it's not that. Or is just laughing at me having to read out this sort of stuff. Uh, have you only just twigged that after 19 weeks? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's pretty obvious from week one. Uh, that's, that's you the, can, that's you the can element. get away with it in the fact that, A, you don't ever say it, but also you can, you know, it's just written down and it's nowhere near yeah. as offensive. But then when I actually have to say it... It's just so much funnier, yeah. I mean, I have been, last week and this week, I've been a bit more experimental, which is a bit... Wi- Stupid because I was I had a winning formula and then I abandoned it so I don't really know why. What was your winning formula? Well, just like the stories that I was doing before, like um, you know, just doing telling a proper story, beginning, middle, and end. You know, getting some, and yeah, it was working. But then I've kind of abandoned that approach. So uh, yes. All right. I'll... Well, you've probably fucked it for yourself. Probably screwed myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I fucked it for myself after. Six weeks, yeah. But I, you know, I, I don't think I've really changed. That's where I've gone wrong. I've consistently churned out the same gubbins. It's just uh, Mr. Teacher's got sick of it. He's clocked it. You know, he knows what he's reading straight away. <laughs> huh. it's, he's tired of that nonsense. Well, yeah, Mr. Teacher, you'd be pleased to know that this is very nearly the end of the series now, so you don't have to do this shit much longer. Um, I did quite like as you were talking about the wine. I did quite like the idea of um. Well, I think we talked about this previously about both drinking the same wine bottle. We abandoned it though. I don't think we ever started though, did no, we? We did, we did. I've got we did it about seven weeks on the trot on no, the other didn't. project. We, we did. I've got video recording of it and I've got WhatsApp messages of you in the supermarket going, This one? Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and um and then what we was abandoned that like a wine tasting podcast or something, right? You had a, a, a six AM run the next day and then a long day of work. So Monday nights wasn't a good idea to polish off a bottle yeah. of wine. Monday night, that's us, that's right, yeah. Whereas that, now, that was the problem. I have no responsibility, so... Brilliant, thanks. Away. All right, this week's assignment was last line challenge. And the last line we were given, so we could write anything as long as it ended with, and that's how I got this stain. Yeah. A cheeky challenge from Mr. Teacher there. Um... Um, I found it quite tricky, but as always, last minute splurge, and I've got it done. Uh, and I'm reasonably happy with it. How about you? Yeah. yeah, I am. I I went. I've done some sort of expressionistic poetry this week. Um, so it's, oh it's, Jesus, here we as go. As I said, it is uh, a little bit kind of off the uh, off the mainstream. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's very good. Are you going to act it out as well as as uh, Mr. Teacher reads it? 
Is it that um, kind of expressionistic? Please don't. <laughs> no, I won't be acting it out. Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's I think it's very sort of modern. It's very expressionistic. It's um, and I've got some music to uh, back onto it as well. How, how was yours? Well, obviously, I feel like I've churned out another A-star story. You say um, that every week. <laughs> yeah, but this time I really do feel like it's an A-star story. In fact, I'm so confident this week in how good this story is. I actually went back through it all to try and correct grammatical issues and put full stops in and all these other little nitty-gritty things that Mr. Teacher has called up on before, uh, you know, which has may have cost me a couple of thirds of grades in the past. Just I've done everything possible to right. ensure that A star is in the bag this week. I think it's going to um, really blow your socks off. It's it's a serious story. Mm -hmm. Blimey. thought you weren't a big fan of those. No, I'm not. Um, but, you know, I felt I was overdue one because everyone else, you know, has been churning out the serious story. So I thought I'll, I'll go serious this week and, um, you yeah, know, really try and melt some hearts. Great. Yeah. Intrigued. I assume that's all bullshit. And it's, I assume um, it's bullshit as well. But I'm still intrigued. Story number one. Uh, I'll go with story one, which is Requiem for a Quim. Wow, that's an amazing title. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, I'm on board with this one. <laughs> Requiem for a Quim. The dinner, eaten. The washing up, finished. The TV, nothing on. A walk, it's raining. The pub, too expensive. My suggestion, hand job. And that's when I drop my trousers. My pants, discarded. My gooch, shaven. The spoon, frozen. The shaft, swollen. The glands, engorged. The hinge end, taut. And that's when the hand job started. Her hands, pumping. The loo, slurping. The smell, old yoghurt, my face flustered, my bumhole clammy, her oh. arm thickness <laughs> impressive and that's when she reached for the spoon the tempo increases the spoon still frozen its destination, the gooch my gooch, contracting my balls contracting oh. my face God. contorting and that's when she reached for the hanky. The pressure releasing. The noise, asthmatic rhino. The ejaculate. Airborne. The sound barrier broken. The plasterboard damaged. The hanky insufficient. And that's how I got this stain. Fucking hell. Wow. Wow. That I know. Deal. I know. Excellent. Well, I applaud that 100%. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you, Al. You were a bit dubious when I mentioned poetry, but 
I mean, I was not expecting that. What a roller coaster. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, it's going to be some bleak. Uh, Requiem for a Quim was a great story, a great title for the story, though. That was, uh... but yeah, no, well done. That was, um, what a roller coaster. I mean, Thanks. there's no there's no denying it was powerful. Yeah. Uh, throughout. And I applaud the tone that you maintained. Um, <clears throat> it had a rhythm to it that I quite liked. Um, but, you know, some of the descriptions, are, you know, there's no other term for it. They're stomach churning. Well, yeah, I was kind of going for that a little bit. Nauseating. Yeah. 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 I feel a bit nauseous. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, and I'm assuming this is the one that Mr. Teacher read before the episode. Uh, possibly and has depressed him one. yeah i just don't think like we can top that we should probably just wrap the episode now that's one hell of an endorsement thanks i've never heard a hand job described in such uh, just a singing amount of detail it's um it's almost it was, an it was, unnecessary amount of detail right unnecessary absolutely mm. it's just um it's gone way too far <laughs> yeah you damaged the plasterboard with your spunk well, yeah, because you know, frozen spoon and all that. Right. What well, does the spoon? What's the the significance of the frozen spoon? Remind me again. Um, frozen spoon against your gooch, and it you know doubles your distance. Ah, oh, and that scientific evidence behind that is there. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. No. Um. Yeah. Well done, El. Really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, once again, I've, I'm reeling after story one, number one. But, you know, it's something. That's good. I mean, it's a story is designed to evoke an emotional response, isn't it? Not always, it doesn't have to always be a good one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's delivered. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Tick. <laughs> All right. Shall we, uh, shall we have the next one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Teacher's <laughs> making lots of notes. I love it when he, I, I like to look at him when that's he makes an a, notes. A star, like yeah, that was so good, so yeah. good. It's taking him quite a long time to write the A and the star, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> He's putting yeah. lots of lots of lines yeah, in. The lots star. of st- lots of extra stars at the end yeah. of it. Story number two. Story two, the ass cartographer. The interview for the CFO role was going great, Mister Feller felt he had it in the bag. And in my spare time, I like to do a little bit of ass cartography. The interviewer frowned. I- I'm sorry, can-, can you explain what you mean by ass cartography? Ah, sure. It's when you study the asses of celebrities and, and map out the contours of their black cheeks. The interviewer nodded. And then you basically put it into a 3D render, right? And send it to a 3D printer for printing and then bonza. Mr. Feller stood from his chair in excitement and banged the desk. You got yourself a life-size replica of a celebrity's whopping great big butt. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Mr. Feller sat back down. So, yeah, I've got all the kind of butt stuff on my on my wall. Kim Kardashian, obviously. Miley Cyrus. Cameron Winklevoss. Dame Edna Elridge. Uh-huh. Um, so what, what do you do with all these butts? <laughs> Mr. Feller jumped up again and pointed at the interviewer. He banged his leg on the table. 
knocking his water over. Well, what can you do, mate? One of them I like is speaker in there with a remote control. Now the interviewer nodded, taking notes. So you push the button and the butt makes a flash. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I, I get, I, I get it. And, and on some butts, you can't, you can make them into doorbells. You've got to poke the butt eye with your finger. Uh, uh, yeah, very good. Mr. Feller sat back down and started to mop up the spilt water with his sleeve. And sometimes you can put stuff like a hose in there or whatever it is. So squirts water at people. Actually, once I made a chocolate fountain out of Cardi B's, Cardi B's butt cheeks and it went out of control, totally sprayed the chocolate sauce all over everywhere at this wedding. Mr. Feller jumped up again and excitedly pointed to his crotch. And that's how I got this starting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> that did not hold back. I mean, uh, it was, um, I enjoyed seeing Mr. Feller again, you know, getting a bit more more uh, in-depth into his character. Well, to be clear on this one... Um... Mr. Feller did not have anything up his ass for this interview, um, but Mr. Teacher certainly delivered in that oh, respect. Really? Yeah, no, there, there was nothing like there was no indication like that oh. he was going for an interview. That, I thought that was just your Aussie. Way. I thought it was just your Aussie accent was really out of control. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he had like some sort of like app app directed no. sort of love. I thought he was just dodging all the squirty water from the butts. What? No, that's back at his house. Like he's got all kinds of butt stuff on his wall. Yeah, but, um, and there wasn't some of it squirting water. But it's written in the same way as when he's got a vegetable. Well, that's just uh, that's just the Aussie accent. That's how they write. They they accentuate the certain the I and the Y and my. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they always have something up there, like a cucumber up their ass. Oh, Apologies, wow. I I just assumed <laughs> he'd he'd given up on the doctors, and he now just had a. I thought the idea, reading this <laughs> 10 minutes before, was that Mr. Feller, reading between the lines, he'd gone to the doctors. The doctor mm. had suddenly got to a point where he's like, look, enough's enough, Mr. Feller. I, I'm fed up now of, of pulling these things out of your ass. Um, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so Mr. Feller thinks, right, he's just, he's just joking. I'm going to go back to the greengrocers. I'm going I'm to get a marrow, whatever, and I'm going to shove it up there. Marrow. Doctor says... <laughs> Doc, doctor says no chance, and then Mister Feller's a bit stuck because he knows he's got an interview. Right. I don't know. I mean, but if if that's the way you want to interpret it, if that gets it closer to an A star, then I'm <laughs> happy to just go with that. Yeah. But that was uh, that was not my intention. It was just the um the the author's note at the start just said Aussie accent. Apologies. Um, Apologies. Yeah, but not, yeah, I've, not I've something just opened it out. And you have kind of put it all in capitals, whereas so. I would yeah, have probably just, read just it. Read, okay, El, you give it. Go on, read out a couple of lines. But you know, well, but... no, well, no, now I know. I will. I'm not going to do it. But if I was reading it, that's how I would have read it. You, you would interpret it as this guy has something up yeah, his ass because something I think, you've, I done think it, you've done it in capitals. Because you've done it in capitals. Yeah, but that's just to, you know to help pronounce the, the yeah, Australian. You can still do like five dialect. A's or whatever. But my uh, anyway. yeah, exactly. My... Um, oh, I see the confusion. Yeah, but that's just right. That's anyway, how they, I, that's how they write, yeah. mate. 
it's loads of A's and Y's. That's how they write it. I know. Yeah. I've been to Australia. That's how they write stuff down out there. Yeah, I'm sure um, our Australian yeah. listeners will tell us. Yeah. Um, anyway, excellent job, Mr. Yeah. TD. It was, it was a lot more terrifying than I had um, anticipated to hear it back. But it's exactly, you read it with the exact same like cadence and stuff as the previous one. It was like spot on. If you were going back to a previous character, it was yeah. great. Well, yeah, for sure. But in the, the previous time we heard from Mr. Feller, he was literally getting a cucumber plunged out of his ass while he was mid-sentence. In, in this one, he was having an interview. You're, I just think that's the way Mr. <laughs> Feller talks now. I think whatever yeah. he's doing, whether he's got a cucumber his butt or not, he should talk like that. That's just how he talks. It's just, yeah. it's just wild. Yeah. <laughs> he's just all over the fucking place. All right, no, fine. I mean, I'll go with it if it, if it gets me closer to the A-star. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> cool. Well, it was exciting, at least. Uh, yeah. There was a bit that really made me laugh in the middle. I can't remember what it was. Well... I, I just thought the concept of I, I, an ass cartographer just really kind of... Mm. Well, I like the doorbell. Oh, it was, doorbell, it was like that yeah. line about big old celebrity butts on the wall or something like that. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, and you wouldn't think about it. like You could actually do that. Like An ass cartographer could be a real career path and you could study asses, map them out, put them in a 3D printer and then make all kinds of stuff out of celebs' asses. Mr. Fellas made doorbells, fart machines, you know, hoses. You could have like a you Source know like a, yeah. electric cable, you know, to charge up your Tesla or whatever. Bird bath. So, you know, oh, it, like um, a retracting cable. Yeah, and just pull it, and it goes Anything, back up the back. Just out of a out of a butt. Like, yeah, I think it's got a, a limited market. <clears throat> yeah, very limited. But you know, go for it. I'm in. As I'd say in Dragon's Den. Yeah, I'll. Um, How much do you need? Twenty quid. Twenty quid. <laughs> I should cover it. All right, I'll, I'll give you twenty quid for one hundred percent equity. Yeah, sure. Deal. Sold. All right. Um, Moving should we on. Crack on with story three. No. I forgot. Story three. Oh, before we before we continue, I've noticed the last couple of weeks, Mister Teacher, um, like really being affected badly by the content of the stories, becoming a. Uh, downhearted and grumpy um and i'm just I've, i feel like i need to make a jingle for when mr teacher's grumpy uh, <laughs> could you do us like a few phrases mr teacher like this this is a travesty that's shit and i'll just cut them I'm, into a jingle. I'm sure that's coming yeah don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> i could just cut them out of the of the yeah. feedback <laughs> didn't you hear what you just read do, 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 yeah. <laughs> do, do you want me to wait or do you want me to give you a few sound bites now let's give me give me a few sound bites this is awful. This is dog turd. This is utter, utter shite. Yes. Wow. That's perfect. I can, I can hear the beat behind that already. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be like real hardcore. It's going to be like a dubstep kind of yeah, drum and bass. beat. Yeah, kicking in. This is awful. This 
Story number three. Trilogy. In an old, tired B&B in a sad little seaside town, Mrs Tingleberry woke early, as she always had, to prepare breakfast for her guests. She liked this quiet little moment every morning, just before the first guest awoke. One universal rule Mrs Tingleberry had observed over her long life in hospitality was that without fail, the first guest to wake up and come downstairs was always insufferably annoying. Greg Wallace strolled into the kitchen, sporting stripy pyjamas and a proud, unapologetic morning boner. Hello, Mrs T, he said too loudly and too informally. Coffee, please, love, if you don't mind, he said, adding an unnecessary wink. Um, remind me how you like it, dear, said Mrs Tingleberry wearily. Come on, Mrs T, don't you know by now? said Greg in a pantomime display of faux irritation that was clearly not faux at all. Right, triple, venti, half sweet, full fat, caramel macchiato, please. Greg leant back and started reading the sun. Right-o, dear, said Mrs Tingleberry, privately rolling her eyes. She placed a digestive biscuit next to a cup of bog-standard instant coffee and thought, that'll do. At that moment, silhouetted by the sunrise, she noticed a figure skipping up the garden path to the front door. She lit up. It was her favourite guest. Oh, hello, John. Where on earth have you been? Getting back home at breakfast time. John slapped his heavy satchel down with a squishing sound on Greg's table and took a seat without asking. Greg eyed him suspiciously over his paper. Where have I been and where have I not? Tee-hee-hee! Please pass me the pickling pot, sang John. Oh, of course, dear, said Mrs Tingleberry, and handed him a huge industrial-sized jar of brine. John immediately started transferring items from his satchel into the jar, each one making a little splash. Plips, 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 and plops, plops, plops. In go my pickles to hide from the cops. What the bloody hell have you got there, pal? asked Greg. And what's happened to your jumper? Oh no, John, cried Mrs Tingleberry. Your favourite tunic is all ripped to shreds. And is that blood? With that, a tiny shotgun pellet fell out from John's tummy area and clinked on the wooden floor. John seemed oblivious and continued filling the jar from his satchel. Tee-ho-he and yum-yum-yum. A night of pickling is hungry on the tum. Oh, of course, dear, you must be starving, said Mrs Tingleberry. Here, have Greg's breakfast. Oi, cried Greg. That's mine. But before Greg could continue with his protestations, John noticed a sausage on his plate and began to panic and scream uncontrollably. He fucking launched the sausage off the table, like it went fucking far, like fucking miles. Oh, sorry, dear, I, I forgot you don't like sausages. In all the commotion, the table was pushed backwards, knocking Greg over. John leapt over to help Greg, but Greg stood up and shouted, What's bloody wrong with you, you freak? Then he noticed a small trickle of blood on the crotch of his pyjamas, where his boner used to be. Mrs Tingleberry noticed it too and smiled. 
Beans, 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 an eggy, eggy, egg, toast with butter, blood on Greg's leg. One sunny day, the next day rain, I stole Greg's pickle. Greg looked down. And that's how I got this stain. Thank you. <laughs> Return of the pickle thing. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point did you clock it was the pickle thief Phil? Uh I think when he started filling up the jar. <laughs> yeah, his name was John. And Jen, yeah. It was and, John uh, Thomas Gherkins, and that was it. I was like, oh fucking hell, this guy again. Immediate A star from Mr. Teacher. He loves the pickle guy. <laughs> everything <laughs> everything the pickle thief does, A star. <laughs> well that's it, it's game over straight away. Was, and you <laughs> as soon as I clock that. And he did the guy from MasterChef. Yeah, yeah he was in it. A little cameo. Un unusually yeah. specific, wasn't it? That? Yeah. yeah. I just tried to think of someone annoying um, who would order a macchiato. And he had his boner cut off. Yeah. So um, I guess, I don't know. Are you, are you, do you need lawyers? Is that something like, a, we need to consider lawyering? Do we need man? lawyers? I don't know. Uh, I don't think he'll, if he ever hears... There's probably a lot to cut out. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, so as a little little return, it was the final instalment from this series of uh, Mister the Pickle Thief. So we've had three stories in episode. So, but listeners, if you've not heard the Pickle Thief before, I'd go back to episode three where he began. Then he next appears in episode ten in the sequel. Actually, I think that's a prequel. And then obviously this episode is the oh, and also sort. the uh, the special. There's a bonus one, bonus but I consider that fan fiction. To be honest, um, it's not part of the pure. Of it's the not called canon. canon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, I think I'd say that's canon. Come on, mm. it's the pickle yeah. universe he's building out here, yeah. and um, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be his way. Yeah, fair enough. What was the um, the shotgun blast of the stomach? Then is that well? That's <clears> what <throat> happened in the second one, wasn't it? Is he just shrugged that off then? Is that what we're saying here? Is he just yeah, he's just got a few it? pellets in his in his tummy. And he just flexed and then just... Yeah, they keep falling out. And he's all so, right. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. It's only shotgun pellets. Yeah. Did you yeah, notice okay. that Mrs. Tingleberry winked? Oh no, she she smiled. Yeah. And uh, she so I think she's in on it. Right. Plot thickens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And we know now that he lives at a B and B. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we know. I guess where there's a lot of traffic going through it, right? So there's a lot of opportunity there for him. <laughs> yeah, well, Mrs. Tingleberry knows about the jars as well, so she's giving him the jars. Oh right. Oh, do you I think mean... that she was feeding Greg Wallace? The... <laughs> what, what, what did he make? What did she make Greg for breakfast? Is a well, is a fry up full English, isn't it? Yeah. Fry up. Did it have sausages in it? Yeah, but Miss, Miss, the pickle thief slapped it off the plate. <laughs> Why? It's afraid of sausages. What? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so this is this one of the reasons he goes around chopping off penises then? Good chucking them away. A little hint there. Well, no, because he pickles them. He keeps the penises. Yeah, he doesn't mind penises, but he's, uh, he hates sausages. But what's he fucking launching? He, he, he launched a sausage, sausage across the room. But in the first story, he launches the statue of penises. Oh, that's because he's confronted by the police officer. Oh, he has to get rid of the his crime. Yeah. So it's almost like the first one was like, 
what happened at the end, and then everything else has been a flashback since then. Right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> oh dear. Sadly convincing. Is this gonna be an even worse week than the previous week where we got all ungraded and stuff? I don't think so. No, I think there's three very good stories on the table. Yeah, I think we've done well. Oh my god, it's grading time. So no, you haven't all done well, no. <laughs> Um, oh, God. <laughs> right. oh. Okay, so story one. Let's. Uh, it's just called story one, isn't it? I think. Uh, no, Requiem for a Quim. Sorry, sorry, I do apologize. Requiem for a Quim. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm in two minds about this still. I think, on the one hand, I think there was someone mentioned that there is a rhythm that's, that's really nice about this, and a rhythm also that we haven't had before. It's a very original um pacing isn't it with yeah. that use of of kind of colon and semicolon um it is it is poetic it is um it's actually like forget the content matter for a second it's very well crafted actually in terms of the um in in, in terms of the exposition you know there's what is there to do dinner's been eaten washing up's finished there's nothing on tv and clearly, the natural next step is is um, to seek out a, a hand job from from someone. Yes, um, logical. It, it, yeah, there's a, there is a, there is there is logic to it. There's mm. the use of the use of, um, but actually beyond the the rhythm of it. Well, the the, the rhythm derived from the, um, the the clever use of, as I say, of pacing, and that the pace and the rhythm comes from the syllables that you use within a poem. So you don't get that unless you've got a really tight syllable count. So you've got the dinner, the washing up, the TV, mm. the walk, the pub, my suggestion. It's all two to four syllables. So the rhythm is actually created, whether it's been um, intended or not to do that. This yeah. is an author who's got an understanding of how that rhythm is created and how you do it. So it's actually taking a the, the poetic form is a really interesting one because poetry I, th I think it comes in obviously many, many different forms, but actually the kind of probably the earliest poems that are, that are celebrate or many of the earliest, I suppose when poetry became particularly powerful and emotive and um, popular was in the romantic period, which is the kind of um, the Lord Byron, Percy Shelley, Shakespeare sort of era. And they were all writing about romance. And so this, is a romantic poem but obviously it's subverted to the point where it's absolutely horrific to read but yet the crux of the matter is still actually a moment of intimacy isn't it it's still a matter of um of 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 letting the reader into a behind closed doors scenario <laughs> that yeah. that all said i'm aware that i'm talking absolute bollocks um because what we're really talking about is is, is someone, uh, someone's hand job, and that the, the, yeah, there's, <laughs> so there's none of that actually has any validity. Um, but I quite like it. Well, great. Uh, um, I, I I like the use of repetition. I like the the. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to get a build up to a climax in more ways than one yeah. with a story. I think that's that's quite cleverly done. Um, 
I mean, I suppose the only thing is, you know, from the moment at which, you know, and that's when I dropped my trousers, you know how you get to that punchline or you know how you get to the end line. And so I'd have liked a little bit more of a kind of a, a, a journey towards getting there. Whereas we know that, uh, say, as soon as you're, you're entering that arena, it's like, ah, OK, you're moving towards someone getting a stain on their trousers. Um, which I'm not sure they would actually, because if you, uh, I mean, I've been educated this evening. I didn't know about the silver spoon, um, not a silver spoon. <laughs> sorry, it's a it's a well, frozen I, spoon. I mean, I'm trying to provide a service here to all our listeners as really? well. Yeah, so I didn't know that. But if that is the case, would he have a stain? Well, the stain's on the wall, and well, oh. I don't know. Um, yeah, it hit the plasterboard, didn't it? Yeah, the plasterboard was broke, damaged. How did he get the stain on his pants? We well, didn't. The the no, no. the lo- the line doesn't say it's on his pants. Oh, no, okay. it doesn't. It doesn't. That's how I got yeah. this stain. Okay. Yeah, and that's how I got this stain. It's also, I think, the first first story we've done that's written in first person. <clears throat> no, that's... my first story about the source was first person. Oh, was it? Okay, forget that then. Um. Oh man, I'd have to go back to you. It was like four months ago now, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing with their lives? Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know that one of the authors kind of applauded this as if it's a, you know, this is a, a work of art. And, I think uh, so. Yeah, masterpiece. No, I mean, we we can't be saying that, a bit because it, you know, it it. But I, 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 I think it's, I think it's enjoyable. I think it's different in the same way that we had a poem. What was it a week ago or two weeks ago, of um the Brexit, the Brexit stuff. Oh, yeah. I quite like it being taken a different direction. I applaud that. Um. Have you got any EBIs, Mr. Teacher? Like, would would well, it have just been not better having with... to read it? Not having to yeah. read it would be nice. Um... <laughs> That's a fair comment. Oh God! <laughs> so I mean, you... we're, st- <laughs> we're still in a situation when we're recording these podcasts that my children are behind that door. They're there, um, there now, and... are they? Well, yeah. Well, they will have been. Yeah. I mean, it's probably now bedtime. But at the point at which I'm reading it, they are there behind that door. <laughs> And yet, 19 episodes in, no one has really taken that on board. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I need a, I need an angry teacher jingle. So I was, I was going to give it. Am I really going to give this a B? I mean, it's dog shit, isn't it? I mean, it, um. No, I'm going, to, I'm going to give it a B, but I'm going to take it down to a B minus because you just angered me for um, reminding me about the fact that my children may have heard this. Ah, oh, yeah, well, that's a bit harsh. B minus, I'd say that is. B minus. You should take that and run, Ill. That is fantastic. <laughs> Jesus. Don't say another word. Yeah, no, fine, fine. Let's uh, Let's go with it. I think you're robbed. <clears throat> Some of the finest poetry I've ever heard. I, th- I think I'm. Be- I think I'm being very generous there. I agree, but you know you can't take it well, back now. Well, you can yeah, take no, it back. I've ne- given it. No, you can no, take it back next it. week in the regrading if you if you like. Good point. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> you're welcome. I also need to apologise because I remember, I don't know why I did this, but when I was reading story one, I think I went Alan Partridge by the end of it. And that's how I got this stage. Oh, it's great. Did a bit, I mean, it's great yeah, delivery. It. Apologies for that. Oh, no need to apologise. It's fantastic.
Story two? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What went well? This yeah, is called Ass Cartographer, right? Ass yes. Cartographer. Yeah. Uh, the punctuation is better. So that 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 that's that's good to see. I at first when I saw that Mr. Feather was back, I re I, I, I a little part of me just jumped for joy inside because I I do like Mr. Feather, even though he's got a ridiculous name. No, it's, it's an authentic that, Australian. It's a very popular name in Australia. Well, we've been we've been there. We know that's not true. Yeah, but, no, you I'm... know, with 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 Mister <laughs> with Mister Feller, I I think I think one of the reasons why I personally like Mister Feller is I really enjoyed this narrative of someone just returning to the greengrocers and returning to the doctor and having these banal chats with the doctor, um, and so he exists in that time and place. And so when he's going for an interview, and particularly because he's now not, he's not, it's not anything to do with vegetables up his anus. Mm. I think I'm a little bit unsure of it because I, I, it's out of context for me. Like, why is he, why is Mr. F Mr. Fell doesn't need a job. Well, maybe he does, but, he, you know, he exists in a certain time and place. He exists in a greengrocer's and going to the doctors and talking about his trials and tribulations. I'm not sure he, he, he. I, I can't see why he would be a asphalt cartographer. Well, hang on, let me think about this. He does say he has a cucumber up his ass in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you was but, right. Like he went to the doctors and the doctor shooed him away. And he had, he was late for an interview. Um that was all in the, the prologue, but I cut it. Um but you you read between the lines and you nailed it. That's exactly um well, that makes much more sense. Set up. Yeah. It's also a complete lie. <laughs> and I, no, no, that's um, <laughs> that's, that's what I've written. That's what I wrote down. Um, and yeah. Have you, so, can you send that to us in, like now, like in real time? No, I, I deleted it. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think unlike story one, where you know you're going to get to the stain, you know, a third of the way in. Here, and I know we've had this discussion before, it seems like quite a jump to get to the stain. So you've got Mr. Mr. Feller, who's who's at this interview, hmm. and then you get to the point of he sat back down, and it takes him to get to another... Sometimes you can put stuff like in a hose in there or whatever, so it squirts water at people. Actually, one I made a chocolate fountain at cardi b's butt cheeks it went out of control it just feel it it just feels as though you're writing this story about mr feller you you know you're enjoying mr feller and then and again we've been here before you remembered oh shit i've got my final line here where i've got to add in this stain i will now get to this um i'll now shift the narrative onto this so that I can, I, I can, I can finish it. It's a glorious delivery, right? Come out of left field. What a twist! You wasn't expecting that. Loved it. And also, if you think about it, it's still the trials and tribulations of Mister Feller talking about his insane lifestyle to people who aren't really, you know, interested. That you know, he's at a job interview this time, but he's still talking all, all kinds of nonsense about. Uh, but. <laughs> He's paddling hard here. He's paddling hard. <laughs> yeah, running, running out of steam. <laughs> Good effort, though. Yeah. Oh, come on. I was really happy with that story. I've always um, 
like Shakespearean almost. What was the? I don't think we actually got the kind of peer assessment. What did you two think of uh, of of this, um, Mister Feller Mark Two? Well, I think the original Mister Feller story. I don't think I've laughed harder at a story in the whole season. Um, so it was going to be a hard act to follow. And I found that Alex has done this a couple of times um, where he's returned to a story. So the original source story back in episode one. God, looking back, I already think that's a masterpiece. I think. Just um, bro. I actually think that should have been Alex's A star. Um, and then obviously he returned to the source and it, it got the source got weaker every time. Mm. It was weak source by the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and Mr. Feller, I think, has um would have been best left alone. I think he was perfect. He was so perfect as he was. Obviously, uh, I don't know how to milk a sequel. Like we uh, we've had like four or five pickle guy stories now, haven't we? And they just well, seem to it's a difference between James Cameron and who can do a sequel and I don't know yeah. another director who can't just crushes it, doesn't he? Yeah. So you're you're liking yourself and the pickle guy to James Cameron, yeah, yeah. presumably you know Avatar and the pickle is like yeah the Terminator or Avatar, uh, yeah sure or Aliens. No, I think it's a glorious yeah, parallel with, with yeah. Terminator and Aliens. He did two good ones and then everything else has been shit. Disagree. No, well, Cameron. Cameron Cameron's one of the best directors. All time, yeah, but ter- Terminator One and Two, done. the first two Alien films, great, he but all of the other one. Terminator and Alien films are rubbish. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't, do, he those. didn't do those ones. Did oh, he? well, there you go then. He did Aliens as well, like Ridley Scott did Alien, but everything Cameron has done has been glorious. Yeah, and really. um, I think I think Ryan and the Pickle Guy, yeah, is exactly the same. It's a perfect parallel. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, what about you, El? Did you like the Mister Fella? I did. Yeah, um, I I. I agree with Ryan that uh, the first Mr. Feller story was was much better. But I think, you know, being in a butt cartographer is something that probably would fit into his character hmm. profile. So, you know, like and I kind of enjoyed being like, a, you know, the kind of the duck out of water, fish out of water kind of situation of being in an interview. I actually quite enjoyed that. Yeah, learning a bit more about his hobbies and stuff. And you could tell that he's a very animated character, right? He kept standing up in excitement and he was pointing and he knocked his... But I did think he had a, a vegetable up his ass pretty much the entire time. Me so too. I <laughs> and what he did, we, we've established that now because Mr. Teacher nailed it right between the lines and that's exactly what was happening there. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Excellent delivery as well, Mr. Teacher. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'll never forget that line. So, yeah, I think there's a I think there's a jump to the stain. I'm not entirely convinced that this is a Mr. I, I, yeah, I, but as I say, I think I, I I agree with the other authors. I think Mr. Feller as a story, uh, the the initial one is brilliant, uh, and I really enjoy him. And I'm, I'm whilst I still like him here, it it it, it I would have left him alone. I think I would have left him alone with his vegetables and the, and the doctor. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. but the dialogue still remains uh, fun. Um, I quite like the interviewer actually. I quite like the um, you know you've got the nice contrast there between the between Mr. Feller and uh, and his loudness and his brashness and his enthusiasm, and then an interviewer who doesn't quite understand it but goes along with with, with what he's seeing just to maybe to humour him. Um, so there's some nice stuff there going on there. Uh, I think I, I think I'm going to go. I'm 
sorry, I'm gonna go D plus. Fucking god, bruv, what you fucking doing, bruv? You're so shit, bruv. You got a D or less, bruv, you need to up your game, bruv. D plus. Well, I guess it's sad music. Good I'm very though. sad to hear that, yeah. But... I mean, it was oh, nice well. to hear Mr. Fella back. What? Sure. Just yours, Ryan. Yeah, and then I've got trilogy. some listener feedback. It's a trilogy. Trilogy, yep. Go for it. Yeah, trilogy. Uh, right, first of all, apologies, because it took me... I hadn't read this, and then it was only by the time I was a few lines in that I realised you were actually referring to the Greg Wallace, and I probably should have done a better Greg Wallace impression. Oh, it was fine. Um, there, so apologies for that. I think it was quite a good impression, as it was. I really like Mrs. Tingleberry. I like the name Mrs. Tingleberry. Um, and I can imagine that John Thomas Gherkin has a a kind of a little fan um, that is kind of, you know, she's always been there. She's always served the public and all of their ridiculous needs and all the rest of it. But actually she wants to bring them down and, and John Thomas Gherkin allows her to do that, sort of act out what, what she's wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you were saying that I'm going to love it because it's it's John Thomas Gherkin, it's it's the the pickle thief. Um, I was thinking, do 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 I love it? And, and I think I might. I think I do. I think I do quite. Yes. Like it. I think. I think. Um, when when you think about it, when you think like you take a character like the pickle thief, John Thomas Gherkin. Of course he's of course he's gonna live in an Airbnb in a in a BNB, isn't he? Not an Airbnb, sorry. Of course he's gonna live in a BNB with an old deer who who humors him and serves his every need. That makes complete sense that he's gonna do that. And that she's gonna provide him with jars in order to carry out what he does. I think the fact that he's afraid of sausages <laughs> um <laughs> adds a level of complexity that I didn't think that we were gonna get with a pickle thief. Um, but it's it's a really and this is a really weird sort um kind of uh, evaluation for for this type of story. But I find it quite wholesome. I find that we've 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 moved from just throwing the pickle thief out there into the world, and then through the prequel, and then moving to this. I feel as though we've got a real greater sense of this character, but yet we don't. We still don't know who this pickle thief is. We still don't know who John Thomas Gherkin is, but yet we have the background, we have the information there, and so I, I, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, yes. I, I remain, I, I, I remain a big fan. I'm sorry. His music's my ears. <laughs> I love that you described uh, him as wholesome. I think you called, you liked him in the previous one, as episode ten, as where you said, even though he was brutally cutting off the penises of everyone in the town, you said I quite like him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you did say it because he's got a little tummy. <laughs> yeah. And, and a tunic or whatever it was he was wearing. I like his tummy. I like his tunic. I like the fact that he lives in a B&B. I like the fact that he's got a Mrs. Tingleberry who looks after him because he doesn't like sausages. And she knows, you know, she knows that. Which doesn't give a care, you know, doesn't care about what Greg Wallace wants. But she's going to serve to, you know, she's going to serve John's <laughs> needs. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I really like it. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Any um, what? Any bet? Like, what could be better? Forget the term. I, I tell you what, I really like to see. Um, and it's tricky. It's, it's tricky because this is, you know, sort of probably the longest of the three stories, and it's you know a side a side and a half. So, but I think just on the opening description, and um, where 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 are you looking at setting? And you're introducing Mister Tingleberry. You do get into the the setting and the and the character quite quickly, but I think there's an opportunity there just to elaborate perhaps on the frustrations that she feels, just mm. to contrast that with when John Thomas Gherkin appears, and 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 life just seems to be lighter and 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 more enjoyable. So you know when she's talking about the universal truth, that was all really nice. Universal rule about uh, the first person to come downstairs was insufferably annoying, and then the next words being Greg Wallace, great. But I think there's maybe an opportunity to go into the mundanity of her life and the frustration she feels, perhaps perhaps through subtle choice of language there, okay. um, just to contrast it with Mister Mister Pickle, uh, sorry Mister John Thomas Durkin. But yeah, I I I I like to say it works works with a stain as well at the end. That was I didn't see that coming. There was a nice build into that. I really like it. Oh, great. So what are we thinking grade-wise? I'm gonna give it it's it's not hitting the heights. What did I give um what did I give the pickle thief originally? Original pickle thief. Um yeah, it was a B, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a B. I, I think that might be getting an upgrade next next week. Um what's oh, the this um... is so stupid? Yes. Are you kidding me? The, like, <laughs> the three <laughs> lines he wrote about a guy fucking launching penises into the ocean. <laughs> In under the sea, <laughs> he's getting an upgrade from the already outrageous B. I love it. And what's the uh, what's what did I give the prequel? Um, B plus. Oh, that's interesting. What about plagiarism week? Because I wrote about him, and I think I I got uh, an A that week, didn't I? Plagiarism week. Yeah, <clears throat> you got an A minus. A minus. So the best representation so far of the pickle thief. Has been written by me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so maybe I do do sequels <laughs> well. I just need someone else's material. Yeah, yeah. You you to nick it, nick someone's idea. Yeah. So I'm like James Cameron, actually. You made Aliens, well, didn't you? I'm James Cameron. I think I did the best uh, portrayal of the pickle thief in Golden Chode because I killed him. Yes, mm. and I think that's that ultimately that's what we all do. want to happen yeah, to this I mean, character. <laughs> I'd call sacrificial boner in the Golden Chode definitely fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, we they're outside of the canon, yeah, the yeah, original yeah. timeline. <laughs> so protective over your creation, this awful <laughs> character going around chopping off penises. And there's a stain on Greg Wallace's pants because he's just lost his penis. <laughs> Mr. Teacher's about to award it like an A star. Or no, it's not. A, it's it's such <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Unbelievable nonsense. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not an A star. I'm between. Uh, I, I I think I think it's up there with. So I gave the sequel an A minus. No, I gave Alex's sequel an A minus. Yeah. Or prequel to it. I think it's in that ballpark. Um, I'm feeling good, in a good mood with it. I'm enjoying reading Greg's responses more and more. Uh, <laughs>
it's, it's getting an A minus. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I feel I feel over the moon about that. Given how much uh, you know shit Mr. Pickles has got over the weeks. Sorry, the pickle thief. Yeah, wow. Uh yeah, I think that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was an alright story. I don't think it was an A minus. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. You, you guys are in cahoots or something here, isn't it? Is this all just like <laughs> just a wind up against me and L? This whole podcast. Oh, I don't know. So you can have a laugh about it. I think you'll come around eventually, you. Alex. You'll love it mm-hmm. in the end, and you'll you'll write me an apology saying I can't believe I gave you so much shit about the pickle thief. It's actually amazing. It's taken me three years to get it. Maybe when it gets to like season ten on Netflix or something, <laughs> the pickle thief adventures. <laughs> oh my god! Netflix, like, well, no, he, he was right. On the hands. He was right. <laughs> I've got a real clear narrative arc here. This is a really great character development. Mm. Come on, Netflix. Get your checkbook up. Um, well, thank you so much for that, Mr. Teacher. I'm I'm astounded over the moon. Um so shall we do the scoreboards and then I'll tell you a little bit of listener feedback. Yep, sounds good. <clears throat> okay, so Reminder of last week, we had Alex in last place with 98, Elliot in second place with 98.5, and Ryan in first with 101. So super close at the end of week 18. The end of this week, we've got Alex in third place with 102.5, Elliot in second place with 105, and Ryan in the lead with 109. So we've se- we've we've separated very slightly in and we've got one week left. And of course next week is we've got one more set of stories to come with grades and then we've got a whole regrading exercise that Mr. Teacher's going to do and some awards so that could change everything at the last minute. It's still close enough to you know anyone could win it. Not from me. Well, no you um, I think you you're in the running now for sure definitely. We're really not that far off of each other. Well, no, we, I mean, like, we've already established that Saw is going to get a regrade from its U right up to an A star. I think we've, we've sussed that in previous weeks. And we've just mentioned that Pickles is getting a, a regrade from a B to an A as well. I, yeah, I don't hear you, any kind of positive you, praise about my previous um, inspiration. Well, we don't know. We're going to have to wait till next week, aren't no, we? No, you never don't know. You do, yeah, don't know. You might have loads of good stuff. Um, all right. So a little bit of list of feedback. Had a message from Will this week. Uh, now he's, he's um, I think he's catching up with the podcast. He's listening to the children's or the not children's stories episode. And it's a little, just a little short message. And he says, um, I know it's an adult podcast, but the not children's stories episode, the story of the bowling ball just made me feel dirty and disgusted. Like I took a shower to feel better. That's it. End of message. Like a, a whole That's great feedback. Agree. Thanks for Good. writing him. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thanks. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that's a little, little bit of feedback from Will. Thanks, Will. Glad you're enjoying the podcast. Cool. All right. Oh, and what's the subject for next week then, Mr. Teacher? Our final round of stories. I want something where 
Yeah, you can you sort of you can go off in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a roundabout. <laughs> what about roundabouts? That's what I'd bit, be up for a roundabout. Let's do it. Could, could the, do roundabouts. roundabouts. Yeah. Roundabouts. All right. Roundabouts. Great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Fair enough. Great shout. I'm over the moon with that. That sounds good. All right. Thanks, boys. I, uh, I'm going to uh, dine out on my A minus all week. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. See you next week then. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own, or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.